Welcome, everybody, to the Eyes on Big Podcast, your go-to Big Ten football podcast, brought to you by the Amador Whiskey Company. I'm your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, joined as always by... This is Big Kurt here. Big Kurt, you on Twitter? I am on Twitter. I'm Big Kurt on Twitter at B1GKURT. And I am Jeffrey the Greek at Jeffrey the Greek. Thank you so much for listening and downloading the podcast. Been a couple weeks, another mini sapotical. Yeah. But... I'm looking forward to this one, man. Yeah, this is always this is top five episodes for me every year. Yeah, is, is the mailbag episode. Love Mailbag's it. fun, and the fact that we took a little break, I'm even more stoked to be sitting across from me. Hi, buddy. Yes, Knuckles. Um, yeah. And so this will be a fun one. Um, uh, shout out real quick to Brian and Amador uh, for hooking us up with swag and and other things that we can consume <laughs> or use. So yes, awesome. Amador awesome products, stuff. yes. Some of them liquid, some of them not liquid. And we appreciate both of them. Uh, the liquid ones, maybe maybe a touch more, but I tell you what, we got some pretty cool swag here. Oh, this is great swag. <laughs> this is Thank you, stuff. Brian. Yeah. And and we are enjoying some of the liquid stuff yeah. right now. Cheers. Cheers. There we go. Um, take a sip there. But <sighs> so we're gonna go straight into the mailbag after a little story. I got a little story. Now. Okay, a little story. Okay. So so the prep for this story is I don't know the beginning. Or the end of this story, all right? So I, I was only there to experience what I'm assuming is the middle. I know you're looking at me confused. Okay. So if something awful happened to start this story, or if it had a bad ending, I'm not making light of it or making a joke of it. You'll understand once I get telling the story. All right. So I just want to preface it by saying that. I looked up on the interwebs before we started recording to see if I could find this on the interwebs. Okay. I haven't found it yet. So the only thing I, I've got to go off of right now is what my experience was this morning. Okay, I'll start to explain myself here. So typically, uh, Mrs. Greek and I, you know, we go through our, our routine. And in the morning, I have the drop off for the kids. Usually, I go northwest and then southeast and then back home. Okay, or to a meeting or whatever. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, Greek number one, Greek Greek kid number one was out of school today. So Greek number two was still in school. So instead of going northwest, I went straight east to his his daycare. All okay. Right. I bring that up because it's out of routine. Now, I'm not going to tell anybody exactly where I live, but uh, I live in the northwest corridor of the metro area here in Minnesota. Not right on 55, Highway 55, but very close to 55, okay? Um, for people that don't know the metro at all here, Highway 55 is not a uh, interstate. Yeah, it's, it's not a, a high speed. It's like, it's a state highway, so it's like speed limit 55, but it's it's divided, you know, two lanes each direction. Correct. So you can get cranking, and by the way, I've I've got cranking on 55 before. So you can get cranking, I think it's 45 or 55, depending on where. 55. Several lights as you're working. Stop lights. working through. Okay, so we only tell that to people because we're trying to set it up. So uh, uh, I take the two uh, boys, and and we go uh, uh, west, or excuse me, east, excuse me. Um, and then Mrs. Greek goes West cause she's going to go get a workout in, in the morning. Okay. I had them both with me because you know, can't leave, can't leave the, 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 the kid at home. So we're, we're in my truck, you know, listen to the tunes that we typically listen to. And I get a phone call from Mrs. Greek and I'm like, ah, son of a bee. What did I, what did I forget? What did I do wrong? You know? And as she's calling me, I'm actually 
turning from out of our kind of neighborhood area to go east on 55, okay, towards, again, where I'm dropping the, the, the youngest one off at his daycare. And Mrs. Greek's like, where are you? I'm like, I'm driving to school. What, what did I forget? And she's like, no, do, do you see that, that car? I'm like, what are, you ta- what are you talking about? She's like, there's a high-speed chase Ooh. coming right at you. Oh, geez, really? And I'm and honestly, my initial thought was, okay. She's, but, she's, but a, okay, but again, divided highway. Like, there's a median in between. There's the a median in between. So she, and I don't know if I said this before, but, but she went the opposite direction. So she was going west. So she was a good two miles separated between... Me and my truck with oh, with so they my were boys. coming your way behind you. Correct. Okay. And my my first thought process was she she tends to be a, a bit dramatic, right? You know, there's probably just a, you know a speeder and got pulled over. So I go to the next intersection, hit a light, and I'm still I'm looking in my rearview mirror, and mind you, there's five, six, seven cars sure. right behind me. I can't see them. Get through that intersection. As I'm driving up to the next intersection, I see the cherries okay. behind me. And then that light comes to a red light. So I hit two red lights in succession. And I'm still talking to Mrs. Greek. And I'm like, oh, here he comes. Here he comes. Now, to set this up, it's it's essentially three lanes. There is a turning lane left. Sure. Yeah. I am essentially in the center lane. Yeah. And then there's another lane to the right. There's about four or five cars behind me as a buffer as this extremely fast speeding car comes up from behind me. It go it went through the intersection that I just went through, which was still red. Gets through that on the left side on the turning lane, comes back. So I thought he was gonna come up right next to me in the empty turning lane to my left. I'm trying to do the best I can to give people a visual. I'm following. Okay. But he decides to swerve all the way to the far right side hmm. into the the shoulder, not a lane, it's a shoulder, you know, kind of half gravelly, half half pavement. As he comes up into the intersection, right as he comes up, it turns green. Now, the funny thing is, I go, oh, I got to let you go. Or I just went, oh, hold on. And I, and I hung up because I... <laughs> I wanted to try to record it. Oh, sure. But I don't know. Like, iPhones, man, I swear to God, no, you hit the button. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, when you when you want to do it quickly, it takes five minutes to get that stupid camera app open. Thank you. Thank you. That makes me feel better about it. Back to the story. So he goes in to the, the shoulder lane, if you will, puts on the brakes, does a Dukes of Hazard, what you would see on a cop chase show and does a U-turn right in the intersection. And he does it perfect so that it is like, like, like he did, like he was a professional driver. I swear. Keep in mind, I am in the front lane in the center. So when he comes on the left side, there is no vehicle. There's nobody on the planet right at that instant. That is closer to this guy than me in the driver's seat. When he is, and then he Gets his car back under control beautifully and vroom, goes right back the direction. Now heading back towards Mrs. Greek okay. in the opposite direction that he just came from. I kid you not. When he came Hold around, on. pause. What kind of car? Uh, it's dude. It, you know how time is like. It's fast but also slow. Now it, it was like somewhat of a green sedan. 
Okay. Okay, but was it, would you say it was a domestic or foreign make? <sighs> foreign. Okay, yeah. Okay. Like a like a Honda or Don't a, know. Don't know. I don't think it was high performance, although he was making it Really? Okay. 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 So when he came around, I'm just thinking like one of those rice burners with like the you know the, the get all souped up with I, the rims and you the might you exhaust. might be correct. Okay. I wish I could give you more details on the vehicle, but here's the, here's the, what the quote unquote funny part is: when he spun it around, I, I I shit you not, I made eye contact with him and him with me, and he was smirking. <laughs> He wasn't like grinning ear from ear. He was like, "Dude, I nailed that." <laughs> and then took back okay, off. So then, what happened? What did the police do at this point? They're right behind him, so they went right through the same intersection. They and dude, no offense to whatever it could have been, Maple Grove, Golden Valley. I have no idea who these officers were that were chasing them because I couldn't make. Dude, it's just it happened too fast. Or Plymouth. They didn't. Yeah, or Plymouth. They didn't make it through. The intersection as well as he did, dude. Sure. Like, I swear to God, he like he like practiced that maneuver. Now, were they but your... they went they they were right back on him like like stink <laughs> on shit after that. I went driving lessons from this guy. So were they were the cops in sedans or were they in the SUVs? Again, I, I can't say for sure, but okay. in my mind it was both two two, you know, chargers or whatever they okay. use now. Okay, the heavies. And then they were gone, yes. and then he was back on. Wow. And the light was green the whole time. And See, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. That's really. what I, I. That's what I told my brother when I told him the story. I'm like, I, I've lived up here for 20 years in a metro area. It's not like Iowa City is teeny tiny. Like I've just never been front row seat for something like that. And dude, I, I, I got my adrenaline going, man. Like I, like I thought. It, and and then I've got you know the boys in the back seat. One of them's too young, but the other one, I'm like, dude, how cool is that? And he was like, yeah, that was cool. You know, like, <laughs> like he just was watching the TV or something. Like it's no difference to him between what just happened when he watches I, on his iPad. Okay, so I got a buddy. That uh, saw but anyways, I don't know. Like, and I had thoughts afterwards where like he was stalled, like not stalled, but like frozen in time. If I would have literally, literally, Kurt, just hit my accelerator. I would have bumped him. Sure. You know how they just, they don't take, they don't run cars over. They just hit their back quarter end. Yeah. And it just spins them out. Yes. If I would have hit my, my gas and moved up literally 12 feet, I'd have spun him right out. Wow. But then I was like, and I could have been the hero, but then I thought, but then he gets out of the car and he shoots me and my family. Yeah. So that's probably not a good idea that I, you know, I never, by the time I had that thought, I mean, the, the scene was long gone. The other side of it is I have no idea why he was running from the cops is what I was trying to allude to. And I have no idea how it ended because, I mean, he could have crashed into somebody. I mean, there could have been a bad ending to yeah. that. So I got a buddy, and I'm not saying I want to be this guy, but I have a buddy that this kind of stuff happens to all the time. He one time saw this similar thing. It was a van getting chased by cops, and it went airborne and crashed. And, like, the guy, like, walked out of the, the vehicle and was, like, you know, blood all over. Right. Like, mess, totally messed up, and the cops rest. So another time, he was playing tennis against someone, and the person died. Jeez. I swear to God, like, had a heart attack and died. Wow. Again, not saying that's what I want. Another time, he saw a motorcycle accident. He stops. He pulls over. He said the guy's, his femurs were poking oh, out God. of his. This just took a morbid turn. I, you just took right He literally was holding this guy, and the guy died in his arms. Jeez, man. I thought we had a same, fun little... Same dude. Don't get him anywhere near me. 
I don't, I don't, or at least if there's a vehicle around. It's been a number of years since any of those okay, incidents good. happened, though. It's kind of like me seeing seven live hole in ones. Yeah, that's a that's a rarity. I'm yeah. kind of, but I, I think I like my side more than him. I don't want anybody dying right in front of me. But... And by the way, he recently bought a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, did you enjoy that? Was yeah, that that's fun? that's crazy. I, I mean, I, you see videos of stuff like that. I'm like, well, how, I've never seen. I've never been around any incident like that. I can't think of anything I've ever been around like. Oh Me no, neither. that's not true. One time I saw. Okay, I did get see a guy get killed in the, downtown Jeez. Atlanta one time, shot and killed. Yeah. Okay. And the guy, the, the shooter, ran right by me. That's crazy. I, I did watch. I watched an older person get get uh thrown out of the sunroof of a car that was toppling over <laughs> yeah and they were fine they're the, what it was the crazy i don't know about fine but but didn't get all the way out must have caught her leg or something and then when we went back down my brother was part of that one when we went down the hill i just assumed we were gonna see old lady parts all over the place back in her seat so she went out <laughs> and then somehow got pulled back in oh lord yeah Mercy. Crazy. Okay, All right. Wow. Well, that, that's a nice little kickoff for this episode, huh? I don't. I, I. Well, it was nice. It was fun, and then it got morbid, and I don't know. Hopefully, we can pull. Let's pull, pull it back, back up, baby. Mailbag. <laughs> we love this episode. Absolutely. All right, man. So you've got the you've got the questions. Yeah, I, I've got the, I've got okay. the questions. I can read them off. We'll just, right. Should we just launch in? now? Just launch in, baby. Okay, this is from B R Y A N Brian yeah. over under for Big Ten first round picks in the twenty twenty two NFL draft. Of course, the combine started last night. Yeah. Some, imp- some impressive performances I guess last so. night. So I just went through this is how I went through this exercise. I went through the first two rounds. For mock drafts, yep, and how many players from the Big Ten in the first two rounds? Because you you figure even if you're second round, you could jump up to the first round. Yes, I mean basically, there's probably by the way, you could probably find this number. They probably Vegas probably has a number for I, this. I did not look it up, but I'm I sure didn't either. Do. I just did my own research. But as I'm taking the the big round, big over under, and I know that Brian uh, understands this. I set the over-under in my head. This is what I think the over-under would be if Vegas set it. I don't know how you did it, but this is how I did it. I mean, I, I haven't done it yet, but I was going to do it through this exercise. Okay, go for it. So there was 14 Big Ten players in the first two rounds that I saw. Like, okay. for instance, Dax Hill is projected as a second-rounder, but you could see him going first round. Yeah, he's got a chance. Right. So, yeah. um, so but he's asking. He's just asking first round. Here. I know, but okay. I, so right. I'm taking those two. I'm doing kind of an average. Gotcha. Taking a bigger sample size. But if they're if they're mostly slotted to be picked 62nd, that's not a first rounder. My point being, you cut that in half, it's seven, right? But I think I'm going to go a little less. I'm going to set it personally at six and a half. Six and a half. Six and a half. Big Ten players in the first round. Yeah. I'm going way over that. Are you serious? Yeah. I'm going 8.5. Wow. Okay. Hutchinson, Karlaftis, David Ojabo, Chris Olave, yep. yikes, and Garrett Wilson. That's five right yeah, there. I, I agree with you. They are bona fide first rounders. I, I, I can't see them dropping out. I agree with you. By the way, Chris Olave, I know it was it, it was at first a four point two six that he ran in the forty. It, it went I don't know how that went how the heck it went from a four two six to a four three nine. Long story short. Chris Olave is in no danger of falling out of the first round now. That's for sure. I agree. Okay. Probably. I feel very good about Tyler Linderbaum going in the first round. Okay, good point. That's six. Yes, that's six. Iffy, but 
I think, have a definite chance of going in the first round. Boye Mafe, Dax Hill, Jahan Dotson, and Jaquan Brisker. Did you name Carl Laftis already? I did. Okay. So I, I think that the bare minimum number that you would get You've would be You've convinced me to go seven and a half, but okay. I can't go eight and a half. I would still go over seven and a half. I, to me, the number is between... I'd is, go under seven and a half. You would go under seven and a half? I think so, yeah. Do you want to do you want to bet that bottle of bourbon right there on it? Yeah, Christ. I, you know, I never win these. <laughs> I'll go over seven and a half. You go under. We'll just do a gentleman's bet. Okay. Now th- we're gonna keep this bottle of bourbon. I think it's right? gonna be. I think it's gonna be eight, but I could see nine. I'm fine. Oh, let's. I I put my words out there. I'm gonna stick by him. This bottle right here. You this, know what? This by the time we get done recording this podcast, there won't be much left of that bottle That's a good anyway. Point. So you know, I'm putting it on the line. Seven and a half under. I'm going under. You go over. All right, I'm going over. Okay. All right. Moving on. Yep. Sir Houseman. Yep. With this one, Sir Houseman. Yep. John Houseman. Thoughts on Iowa coaching changes. So of course, Brian Ferentz didn't leave. Shockingly, stayed quarterback coach. Ken O'Keefe gone. Right. He's still on staff, but he's not. He's not part of the coaching staff. He's still there. And then Abdul Hodge, tight end coach. Yep. Okay, those are the three changes. Do I have that right? Yeah, you nailed it. I, 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 yeah, so long story short is, from Iowa fans' point of view, Sir Houseman is an Iowa fan, I'm pretty mm. sure. Um, from Iowa fans' point of view, uh, we knew about Ken O'Keefe leaving, so then the rumors started up. The general thought process was they would just essentially bring in a new coach that would help with passing game concepts, which would help out Brian Ferentz and the Iowa offense. You know where they really needed help is the tight end room. I just did. What's, well, what's been going on right. all these years at Iowa in the tight end room? So, by the way, I think I speak for almost every single Iowa fan where having Abdul Hodge on the staff, people, we are all about it. Abdul okay. Hodge is an all-time Iowa Hawkeye linebacker. Okay. Um, he's been coaching for quite a while. We believe him to be a very good recruiter for Florida. Abdul Hodge being part of the staff, I am ecstatic about. I think he'll do great with the tight ends. The problem, of course, is Brian Ferentz now has seemingly more control of the offense because now he's working exclusively with the quarterbacks. I can tell you my first reaction was, sweet baby Jesus, what are we doing here? (laughs) But like over time, I'm not saying I love it. I'm saying I understand it more. Even the quarterbacks came out and said it would be nice having a direct uh, line to the offensive coordinator. We have that now because he's coaching the quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, I think ideally you want your OC to also be the quarterbacks coach. So that's not the worst thing in the world. Nothing is ever as bad as it seems at first. Nothing is ever as good as it seems at first. But overall, I'm going to go thumbs down. I'm going to do thumbs neutral, but I wouldn't fight anybody for saying thumbs down. Okay, moving on. Danimal, who's been on the podcast. Yes, before. he has. He has been featured on the Eyes on Big Podcast. Will Kirk Sharaka nailed it. Make that much of a difference this year for the Gopher offense? I say yes, but ever so slightly. And he kind of even alluded to that in his question. My general thought process is I just think it's going to look overall smoother, the offense. I think it was a great fit, Sharaka at Minnesota with P.J. Flex. So do I think it'll make a difference? Yes, I think you will see a difference this year. My question is, first of all, watch for the slant again. Watch that slant. That's He loves, he yep. loves to do is that RPO slant. Did Chris Ottman-Bell come back just for the sheer slantness? And so here's my question. Do they have a wide receiver that's good enough that can do that over and over again and get off the line for that slant like they had with, with 
Tyler Johnson like they had with Rashad Bateman. Those guys were so good at doing that. They don't have a Rashad Bateman, but they got guys that can do it. Yes, well, Dylan Wright. I think there's other guys too. Yeah, watch yeah. it. Watch out, Big Ten. So my, I think our answer is we both say yes. Thumbs right? up. Yes. Yeah. Okay, Ben Weinberg. Should Paul Chris seat be hotter? And there was a little bit more. He had a little bit more elaborate yeah, question. There was more color. Well, he talked that. about how they really should have won the conference last year. Well, I, I don't know. Minnesota beat them fair and square, but they were kind of in the driver's seat. Let it go. They were average the year before that. But you gotta, th- I gotta think they're looking pretty good going into this next year. I, I don't, I don't think it's that hot. I don't think it's that hot. I don't think it's warm really. I think it's maybe. It's not it's, ice cold. It's tepid. It's tepid. It's tepid for, tepid. for the for the first time. That Chris yeah, I mean, has been there. You can finally... so, so I don't I don't I don't throw away the essence of Ben's question because I think I know what he's getting at. There was like, some ugliness, we have to admit. And there was a bit of ugliness in 2020. Yes. So he's not crazy for asking the question. I think maybe he is as a Northwestern fan, maybe being a little bit too proactively thinking on how bad it is. Okay, not bad. I want to I want to try to try to explain that. Would you admit that there is there's we're seeing a little bit more warts with Wisconsin football than we've seen in the past? Yes, I think that's what Ben is alluding to, along with the record not being good in 2020. And I mean, it was it was mostly fine in 2021, but not as good as people expected. So the essence of the question I get, we would still need a pretty mediocre to bad year this year. For it to actually turn it into hot seat next to turn year. to to turn to the warm side, I correct? Think. Yeah, correct. And then add in the fact that he's been recruiting fantastically in in recent past. So mm. not so much this past year, yeah. but before that, yes, he was. I understand. Okay, okay. so right. I I would say is it should it be hotter? No, I don't think so. Okay, I agree. Would you I agree? agree? Yeah. Okay, so Vegas. I think it's appropriately hot. So tepid is appropriately tepid. Appropriately tepid. There you go. It's appropriately tepid. All right. Moving on. Vegas Jer asks best Big Ten food city. Which so I I went through. I'm like, well, I don't think I'm qualified. But then I realized I've been to ten Big Ten cities. Wow. Okay. I'll just sit back and listen because I've been to like four or five. But I don't know how much food I've really experienced. I've been to West Lafayette. I don't remember eating any particular food that stood out. I've been to Iowa City. Same thing. I don't know. I've been to to Madison a number yep. of times, but yep. I don't know. I don't know. I, what the most, I mean, are most of the. I mean, most of my my visits to these college towns was some of them were when I was playing, so there's no chance for me to go to the restaurants. Right. And then the other ones were when I was in my 20s, and I can assure you, food quality was not at the top, no. top of my list. It was it was alcohol consumption. Um, with that being said, I mean, this is kind of funny to me because this 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 sounds like, like a boomer sooner, you know, like where he lists off. Yeah. That, how would anybody know this? Unless you Wait. really took the time in like two separate years to go to half of them in one year and half of them the next year and like write out a – Okay. It would be tough to pull off. How about this? How about uh, who asked – Vegas chair? Yep. Watch the show Big Ten Eats. Go watch that. They'll, <laughs> there you go, they'll, they'll figure it Vegas out. Vegas chair is a great guy, great listener to the pod. I, Vegas chair, I wish we could give you – a better answer. That's the best we can give right now, though. Minneapolis is good. Used to but, be. But, but is it good in Dinky Town? I would argue no. Dinky Town's just okay. It's okay. Yeah. At you got to you got to move a little bit further away, but okay. But that students are in Dinky Town. So I think you got to focus on Dinky Town. So, Whereas with Iowa City and Madison, like you're 
the the college town and the restaurants are are one of the same. But same, some of these other ones you can go to. Right. Same with West Lafayette, West Lafayette Bloomington, yeah. all those. Okay. So I don't know. We don't have an answer for you, Jay. Sorry. It's the best we can do. <laughs> and I think you asked for best burger, too. Sorry, yeah. I can't do it. Plenty of burger joints right here in this in this city, Minneapolis, though. Okay, Jim in Minnesota asks. Oh, I'm sorry. This is a this is this is a hybrid. It was actually the Kingfisher slash Jim in Minnesota okay. Okay. did kind of a question within a question. Okay. So, how does Brett Bielema's in-state recruiting plans affect the programs that historically recruit that state? That's Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Northwestern, a little bit Purdue. And then the sub-question from that one, I don't remember who asked who, who asked which one. How do you assess Brett Bielema's in-state recruiting so far? So first part of that, how does it affect the other programs? Well, it is affecting them, I will say. Um, Minnesota, historically with P.J. Fleck there, has been recruiting Illinois heavily. In 22, they have zero Illinois recruits, so obviously beat made an impact there. Iowa, Illinois went head-to-head for a couple recruits against Iowa and won. Now they weren't. Highly ranked guys that were kind of mid three star, but that's kind of that's what Iowa historically does, right? But then, how do I assess his in state recruiting so far? Good, he's got eleven guys from Illinois in this class, which is the most at least since Lovey's first class. I think Lovey's first ha- class had ten or eleven, so okay. he's doing well. But none of them are highly ranked. So but, the high, but, but you do have to start somewhere. somewhere. You have to recruit in state. So I would say overall, is he doing well? Y- yes. Give, state, give, uh, great scale, right? Right off the top, shoot uh, from the head. Uh, B minus. Okay. And is part of that B minus grade how low the bar was set after Lovey left? Well, if you're after Lovey, yeah, good point. After Lovey left, maybe I should raise it actually after Lovey left because it was so bad, and now they're like, oh wow, we're actually getting guys from the state. So maybe it's a B. Okay. And as far as the first part, how does it affect the programs? I mean, it affects them greatly. I, I mean, Iowa and Northwestern, obviously, and Wisconsin, they're all bordering states. I mean, Northwestern's in the state. They very heavily rely on Illinois yep. for talent. So so I would say for Iowa, you know, you're looking at, I'm kind of shooting from the hip here, but three guys, maybe four in the class that are coming from Illinois. Yeah. And if you go from three to two, or four to three, it's something. It's a, because I can list off a lot of players that you know, very big contributors. So if you take one of those away, or at, or even make the coaching staff work harder to get them, that's a great point. It makes a point. It yeah. makes a difference. So it is, yeah, it, it's interesting. I mean, we'll get to this in the recruiting pod. Um, Illinois has a long way to go recruiting, right? But they are doing some good things. I, sub I, sub subtopic to that that is. He, we know Jim is an, is a Nebraska fan. Yeah, he didn't list Nebraska off as one of those teams. Right. And then my question to him was, how does you know Nebraska do in Illinois? And well, Alante Brown. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. So, but but not as many recruits out of Illinois to Nebraska as you maybe would think. No, there's it's, really it's not. just an it's only a state away, you know. So yeah, know. it okay. is interesting. Okay, yep. so moving on, and by the way, Kingfisher isn't a line I think. Moving on, Dakota Gopher asked which Big Ten West team benefits from the transfer portal? How does the TP change recruiting? So again, we'll get to this in the pod. Uh, my my general thought on the TP up to this point is it's going to help the good teams get better and the bad teams. It's not going to necessarily push the bad teams down because 
the the guys that can't start at the good programs are going to go down to the so it's a little bit of a tit for tat i think but i mean the best ones are always going to benefit don't you think um but if we're trying yes uh, the answer is yes if we're trying to answer the question as it was pros is uh uh which Be- big west big team be- west, benefits yeah. the most um I I would think the teams that it would benefit the most are the ones that are in the in a transition period because then I would use Michigan State like as that. an example. Yeah, I don't think it benefits Iowa and Wisconsin a great deal because they're more established. Well, and and they're a developmental. They're both developmental programs. Right so now, with that being so, I got into a little skirmish with a listener and follower because. Some people have gotten upset that Iowa wasn't more active in in the transfer portal. It's like they don't have available scholarships because the guys they recruited as right. youngsters are still on the team. Yeah. You don't kick people off. And I think the same thing for the most part could be said about Wisconsin. Yeah. With that being said, Shay Louis, Charlie Jones, Zach Van Velkenberg. There's been guys well, that Iowa and Wisconsin have pulled out that they've used. Well, and believe me, they would have taken Caleb Williams. Correct. They would have found Of course they would have. Yes. I think the answer to this, if I'm if I have to answer on a specific team, is Minnesota. With Nebraska coming on strong. Because they okay. obviously were uber active in the transfer portal for what they're trying to do right now. So then you look, you're talking about teams in transition, which I think Illinois falls into that with only one year under beat, and they are not doing well at all. In, in the, the transfer, transfer portal. portal. No. So it would be harder to recruit a a transfer portal guy to a place like Illinois Mm -hmm. or Northwestern because typically guys are going to switch to go for there. There are a lot of times a talented dude on a not so great team using Northwestern as an example. They obviously lost a very talented safety in Brandon Joseph. He's not going to go to another mediocre team. He went to Notre Dame. Yeah. So you're going to have that same thought process about the only thing that Northwestern is going to get is an FCS talent or a group of five. So that's what I'm hoping for as an Illini fan. Where's where's this FCS guy that wants to prove himself on the bigger stage? And that's what somebody like Beetle should be looking at. I know. And I don't know if he is or isn't. That's the thing. People assume if they don't Correct. if they don't yeah. sign a, a a transfer portal guy that they're not trying. Don't make that assumption. We don't know how hard they're trying in the transfer portal. Correct. Okay. I, 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 that, that seems to be an assumption that a lot of fans yeah, make. I think Beat's trying pretty hard. I think so, yeah. too. Okay, so so you're saying Minnesota. That's your... That would be... It, it's Minnesota is my answer because look at what they did. I, Clemson transfer on the D... Like, yeah. They did really well on the D-line last year in the transfer portal. They just brought in a Michigan guy on the offensive line. That would be my answer. Interesting. I'm not sure I have an answer. It's tough. It's a good question. I'm going to pause. Let's put that on pause. <laughs> Maybe it'll pop in your Save it later. for the uh, recruiting okay. pod. Okay, moving on. This is, who is this guy? My guy oh. RS. My oh, guy that's RS. that's right. Yeah, yeah Ryan Seleski yep. is this gentleman's name. Ryan Seleski asks, where is the Eyes on Big merch? The merchandise. Where's it at? He wants specifically hoodies. He wants koozies. That's what he says. It's... It's on the ledger. I'm going to answer it's complicated. It is. Because there are copyright issues. Correct. So we did get permission from the Big Ten Conference to use their logo for this podcast. We have that expressly in writing from the Big Ten Conference. But they specifically told us you cannot use this on merchandise. Yeah. 
So and we're, and we're not big into class action lawsuits here on the Eyes on Big podcast. Yeah. So there is a modification that needs to happen. We need to do it clean, but keep it nice and and consistent with what we're doing. We're still working through that. Or a brand transition of some kind. Could be. Yeah. Which we don't want to do, but it could happen. Right. Okay. So right. moving right along. Juan. You like Juan. Oh, yeah. I like Juan. Good friend of the show here. Okay. He asks two-part question. Big Kurt's biggest reason for pessimism and optimism for the Illini this year. Okay, pessimism, talent, quarterback, optimism, coaching, defense, new offensive scheme. He also asks JTG's, Jeffrey the Greek, biggest reason for pessimism and optimism for the Hawks this year. Go. Same as it is every year. Very optimistic on the defense and special teams. Pretty pessimistic on the explosive plays from the offense. I should have thrown special teams in there, too. Good. good. Okay, moving right along. Thank you, Juan. Luke Buer. Oh. Of the Gopher Gridiron Radio podcast asks, is the cork sound real or pre-recorded? I am proud to say, Luke, it is real. And it, it is spectacular. Oh, look at it. You, yeah, you, oh, bro, no, you broke did it. I steal it? Damn. It, it's real. And, and it's, it's spectacular. spectacular. Now, we're going to let you in on a little bit of a trade secret here, Eyes on Big Fans and Luke specifically. Do we have an, uh, a bottle of Amador whiskey sitting in front of us? Of course we do. We always do. Here's the bottle of Amador whiskey. Holy oh, God, it, it popped. You nailed, See, that didn't work at all. I think that worked just now. You Okay, what he's trying to say is usually the Amador doesn't pop real well. Because there's got to be, there's acoustics with the shape of the bottle. How much liquid is inside there's it? There's so much physics involved here. We can't get deep into it. <laughs> but what we usually use is a trace agaves, an empty Trace Agave's which is bottle. which is by the way in the same family, which is in the same uh, Amador family, shall we say? Trencaro, Trencaro, yeah. Spirits. So we try to, so we have always used the Trace Agave's bottle in order to do it. So so same same deal or, or same company, but specifically different bottle. Yeah. So there's a little fun fact for all you, you know, deep in the weeds, eyes on big listeners. Trace agaves is the bottle we use. But and I'm gonna, since, seeing as how you're low, I'm going to do. See, that, that didn't pop as yeah, good. Yeah, that was but as I, good of a I had the yeah, twist. The... So since it's open, I'm just going to take it's the, the opportunity. It's the, it's the viscosity it's, of, it's... of the cork to the top of the bottle. Like how many times you've poured out. There's so many factors in it. Yeah, so it's, we, it's the we fr- must have well, just there's... got lucky for a while there because that thing was popping all the time. I mean, I think it has a lot to do with frictional coefficients. <laughs> Obviously. All right. Thanks, Luke. A lot of with uh, audio resonance, <laughs> things like this, compression ratios. Okay, moving right along. <laughs> Fetters 21. If a Big Ten West team has a player invited to New York City for the Heisman ceremony, who would it be? My first answer is they're not going to have one invited. I well, mean, if I'm being, if I mean, that is the answer. Okay. But who's I, the- I have two answers. I feel horrible about one and even worse about the other one. I mean, I came up with one because it's Braylon Allen. Correct. That's that is the number one best chance, but working against Braylon Allen is that Wisconsin running backs get shunned. It's like a system quarterback type of thing back in the back in the day. They do so, yeah. so he doesn't have a good chance. The only other one that I threw out there that I could realistically see is Nebraska quarterback Casey Thompson. Mm, that's not a bad one. If I he, like that. If he goes off and Nebraska goes ten and two and he has a big year. I mean, he, why wouldn't he? They, everybody would look at Casey Thompson, and he has the big name behind him since he's already a Texas quarterback. Good point. That's it. That's I the like, only two. I like that one. Go. That's good. I, I didn't go any deeper than Braylon Allen. Standing Room Spartans, another friend of the podcast, 
Who are the best and worst Big Ten coaching hires in recent memory? Um, so anytime there could, there could, this could be a bit of a loaded question for standing room Spartans. It, it could be, I think I know where he's, but <laughs> he's, he's getting at, but, but that's what, that's what standing room Spartans is supposed to do. You're supposed to oil it up a little bit. Right. So here's my thing with worst hires. Was it, is it bad on the day of the hire or the day of the fire or both? Like I'll, I'll give you an example. Tim Beckman. Bad on the day of the hire, bad on the day of the fire. <laughs> right. Tim Brewster, bad on the day of the hire. I, I would say I would say the end product is what you'd want to focus on. But then on like here. Lovey Smith, I think it, it if you go back to the day he was hired. I don't have Lovey Smith for my worst hire here. I would say good hire, but at the when he got fired, it was it was bad looking back at it. I, I agree, but he helped the he helped it along. A little bit, yeah. He, uh, it, it was he improved it. it. Yeah, I guess. He got so. he he helped usher in uh uh new facilities. And th- yeah. dude, Illinois was better under under Lovey than they were under Beckman. Yeah, they were. Okay, so I, I'm not putting them down. There. The best hire I do have right now, I do have Mel. I have Mel Tucker. Um, a, a, a lot, a big part of and now. You could say Ryan Day, easy here, right? It's either to me, it's either Ryan Day or Mel Tucker because because okay. baked into the cake here is recent. So obviously, Paul Christ and James Franklin and Kirk Ferris, they're out. They're not in the running. Okay, so I I'm a big fan of who elevates a program Mel Tucker for sure that I, well, I mean, they were good under D'Antonio though. They were, they fell down. They went back up, but that's still a good hire. But I think PJ Fleck took Minnesota a step higher than they had been. And I think Shiano has shown early that he has taken a big step. So literally those are the, here, those are the three I wrote down. No, you don't. You know how sometimes when you get an answer in your head, I think I was using the, I think, uh, the standing room Spartans was in my head just from the basis sure. of the question. And I went with Mel Tucker. Mel Tucker could be the answer. Greg Schiano could be the answer. Uh, uh, um, PJ Fleck could be the answer. And, and Ryan Day could be the answer too. And by the way, jury's still out on Jeff Brom. I mean, I, I was really encouraged last year that he still has a lot to prove though. It was definitely a good hire, but for the best hire. Yeah. He's not in the best yet. No, I would say those three. Who are you going with? God, I have to go to with one of these, huh? I, eh, mm, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna stick with Mel Tucker, but he's only got a two year sample I know, size. I know, but so does she. I like what he's doing in recruiting. On top of it, yeah, he is, and he's using that TP man. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with Fleck. Okay, I, I would say the two ants. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, mean the, I was gonna say the two best answers were Mel Tucker and PJ Fleck, but. <laughs> Ryan Day's done a pretty good job. Yeah, I know. Because I, I think people make it too easy. Like, literally any Tom, Dick, or Harry could take over Ohio State and get to the college football playoffs twice. It's not that easy. Okay? Like, he has done an amazing job. Yep. Um, So, I, I got to give Ryan Day credit. But, man, Chiano, I mean, the, how bad Rutgers was. And they looked good, better instantly. Instantly. And he got him to a bowl. But, but again, small sample size. That's it why is. I'm going with PJ, I think. Yeah. All right. Worst. Okay, worst. I, I gotta go with Beckman. For recent. Yeah, over you're thinking of Ash. I'm thinking of Scott Frost. Oh well, I mean he, but he hasn't been fired yet. Did, did he say in the question that it had to be a, a coach that's been fired? He just so, said best or worst hired. Okay, but again So now we're talking Hold on. Hold on. I, dude I, I, okay. Tim Beckman's too far away for me. That that's Okay, so you're that's thinking that's too okay. far out. All right. I'm probably thinking the last five years. Last five years. Okay. So Ash Chris was, Ash could be on there for th- sure. Then I'm going Ash. Okay. I have to go Chris, Ash. If, if, 
in my mind, I, I, I felt I, I feel like that one's a little bit too far. So as far as who's okay. a worse coach, by far, Chris Ash is is the answer. Yeah. I, and I guess maybe the recent thing was in my head, but and I, and I hate to say it, Nebraska fans, but like the expectations of where we thought Nebraska was going to be by the second and boy third year okay, so of we, Scott Frost, like they just went three and nine in his fourth year. Like right, it's so, bad. That's bad. It is. But this, so this goes back to day of the hire, day of the fire, or yeah, where we are it, right now in between. Day of the hire, good hire, but right now doesn't look like a good hire. But, if you're, but does if you're that looking, not does that play into it? Does so if you if you're just saying last like if if Ash isn't even involved then yeah it's probably Scott Frost. Yeah, boy, probably. See, there's there's nuances to these questions. You start talking about them. right. It's a great one, Stander. Yeah, that was. We okay. could probably have a whole podcast on that one. Yep. Okay, moving right along. Richard, our guy, fits well. It's yep. my guy. I know him well enough. I just call him Dick. By the way, shout out to the uh, Church of the Corn. He started a new podcast. Okay. All yeah. right. Church of the Corn podcast. Yep. Dick Fitzwell. <laughs> Which team has the potential to flip their record from last season? By the way, I did not prep for this other than to print out this, the, uh, the the record. So, okay, so you go ahead and start. I took this. I, I, I'm like uh, I'm like Drax the Destroyer. Okay. I don't know if you're a big uh, Guardians of the Galaxy fan, but. I, I'm not. <laughs> I took this. I took this literally. Okay. So I literally am like. Yeah. If you went four and eight, can you go eight and four? If you went eight and four, can you go four and eight? Same, same. Okay, you did the same. So most of the teams, they aren't even on the table for me. I agree. Like, Ohio State is not going to go from 10 and 2 to 2 and 10. Right. And I would say the same thing with Michigan going 11 and 1 to a 1 11. So I'm just using this as a precursor. If you actually go through the exercise yourself, you're going to knock out most of the teams. The other side of it is, Five and seven to seven and five. I'm not saying it's off the table. It's just not as exciting. No. Does that make sense? Yes. And obviously six and six to six and six makes no difference. So I tried to find some teams that were candidates to be quite a bit different from a good or bad record that they had before. Did I set that up as good as I could? I think so. Okay. I've only, I've only got two. I've only got two. Minnesota, who literally could go from eight and four to four and eight. It's not. It's not without the realm of possibility. So wait, are we not including the bowl game because they're nine? And I, four well, the bowl. R- right. But if you you could, but if you go to if you you're not going to go four and nine because you're not going to have a chance to get the. So, okay, so that makes sense. All right, but that's fine. You can do that. Um, I'm being very detailed there. So the by the way, I don't think Minnesota is going to go four and eight. But again, I'm trying to look at the best candidates. The other one would be. Three and nine Nebraska to nine and three Nebraska. Yeah, Nebraska's one I've got circled. <laughs> but but there just so, isn't that many candidates. No, so, like I could see Iowa taking a step back, but they're not going two and ten. No. And like, okay, the Terps going from six and six and six, that doesn't count. Correct. Uh but Rutgers Scarlet Knights going from five and seven to seven and five, but then that's not it's not moving it's the not needle exciting. a whole lot. But Purdue, what about Purdue going from eight and four to four and eight? Is that possible? Definitely yes. possible. So I I have them there. I also have Nebraska going from three and nine to nine and three. And then my dark horse is the Northwestern Wildcats going from three and nine to nine and three. God. Yeah, I, I skipped right over Northwestern and Purdue. Good job. Yeah. So we got the four. We got the four best. Candidates, I think so. But and they're all in the Big Ten West. Think yeah. about that. I know because you got the Hoosiers at two and ten. They're not going ten. And They're two not next going year. to. No. Yeah. No. So do we just so Northwestern, Purdue, Minnesota, and and Nebraska? 
that's why the Big Ten West is so fun, which is going to play into a some, some, question later. Some potential yeah. later questions. Okay, yep. moving on to a question from Darren. Gray, what chances do you give C.J. Stroud to win the Heisman? Okay, so here's how I went about this. Looked up the Vegas odds. for winning You did? Heisman. look. Okay. I did. So we got Bryce Young plus 200, C.J. Stroud next at plus 400, Caleb Williams plus 900, Bijan Robinson plus 1,500, DJ Ukulele, as they call him, plus 2,000. So my here's what my first thought with this. There's always a dark horse, isn't there, that kind of comes in out of nowhere? So what are his odds? Do I think they're plus 400? I'd give him a little bit less odds than that. Okay. Maybe plus 500. All right. Maybe plus 600. Okay. All right. I, I For our non-gambling office or, uh, uh, audience, I went a little bit different and, and gave it a percentage. You gave it a percent. Okay. But I totally understand it. You already kind of touched on the points. Like right now, to me, <laughs> C.J. Stroud is is the front runner to me. Yeah, well, because Vegas disagrees with you. <clears throat> I've disagreed with Vegas in this case. Okay, um, right. I'm allowed to do that, right? I think I am. Uh, I mean, the fact that JSN is coming back, <laughs> it's going to help C.J. Stroud right there. Or is JSN coming back hurt C.J. Stroud because he could literally take picks away from him by a teammate? That just happened. <laughs> so. I would put the chances at CJ Stroud winning the Heisman at twelve and a half percent. Oh, okay, that's about where I was. Gonna, I was going to say like fifteen to twenty percent. Because, and, and I bet Ohio State fans would hear that and be like, "Wow, twelve and a half! All the factors that come in. There's so many injury, 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 yes, injury. Right. Uh, uh, like he doesn't have to miss the whole season; he can miss four games, and and that knocks Correct. you out. Maybe he has a really good year, but not excellent. Year. Or how about like, this? How about he has an amazing year? Plays like crap in the championship game and, and, and loses the Big Ten championship there game. There you go. There you go. It's a great question, though. That was a way oh. more. F- right when I read the question, I'm like, yeah, pretty good. Dig into it a little bit more. You're like, that's a really good question. Good job, Darren. Fun exercise. Yeah. And Darren gets a bonus question here. Who legitimately has a shot to beat Ohio State next year? So legitimately, legitimately. Yeah. So, but we know Ohio State has some question marks. I mean, look at their defense. The they, they do. Played. Yeah. They got a bunch of new coaches. I've got four teams. I got four teams. Okay, go with your four teams. Michigan, they just beat them. Correct. Michigan State. Yes. Penn State. Yes. And whoever is a hot team from the Big Ten West. Yeah, I mean, I put... Because people are going to scoff at that, but what happens if the Big Ten West team is actually just quite a bit better than maybe the Big Ten West champion has been the last year or two? Right, and I'm, I'm not ignoring you, Minnesota. I'm not ignoring you, Northwestern. But I put Wisconsin... And even Iowa in there because yeah. who knows what if the what if Brian Ferentz at quarterback coach is the magic elixir and they actually start throwing the ball successfully? We've seen them beat Ohio State in that. Well, is it not fair to say what happens if Wisconsin or Iowa has an offense? That's what I mean, and that's, that's why exactly I melded I mean. them together to just be a more potent Big Ten West. So we basically had the same answer. We did. Okay, just a little bit different. Style. Moving right. Thank you, Darren. Moving right along, Levi Poppy. Why? Does college football need a commissioner, and what rule changes would you implement? I didn't go as deep as I wanted to. God, this could be a podcast. This is its own podcast for sure. Uh, Do you want to start? Do you want me to start? I can start. Okay, go for it. I, 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 I could go off on this, but to a certain degree, we already have. So the first question is, why? Why college football needs a commissioner? It's uniformity. We need uniformity. Okay, hold on. Yeah. Check on my first word that I wrote right there. 
Sometimes we share a brain. By the way, I'm nervous at one of your answers because if you don't answer it like I want it to, I don't know. We there might could have to be. End, we okay. might end the podcast. Could be some fisticuffs. <laughs> so it's uniform, but it, it's uniformity. Like it's it's disgusting. How, like no major sport, and yes, college football is a major sport. No major sport has this much disparity between one league to the next, one no. team to the next. And and by the way, that was fine with with bowls and poles, but it's not fine when you have a playoff. Correct. So long story short. And then, and then the next one, what rule change would you implement? It's kind of the same answer, but every team would have to play the same amount of G five and P five teams. Yeah, of course. That's it. That's, but it's more, that's the rule, but it's more than that. Like every team should have the same number of idle weeks too. Whereas right now, for instance, Illinois and Nebraska had two idle weeks last year. Everyone else had one. Illinois, I believe, gets two again this year, I think. Because okay. they're playing a week zero game. Yeah, they get two again this year. I'm not as big of a deal with that. That that no, I understand I mean, what you No, that it should be uniform. It should be uniform, but that's that's much lower on the uniformity scale than one team playing ten. Purdue played eleven power five teams. Other teams played eight. No, I agree. That's that's crazy. That's number that's, one. That's goofy talk. Yeah. Um the other I thought for sure for one of the rule changes I'd well, think. automatic bid for conference champs, right? Yes, yes. Want that too. Never get rid of divisions. There's there's a certain person with the initials BG. If we do get him on the podcast, we're gonna that'll be a buttheads thing. What's this? Uh what am I missing? If Brain Gall comes on the podcast. Oh, okay. He's very much thinking that that uh, uh if a conference championship gets an automatic bid, yeah. he thinks it's ridiculous. Well, that's what I just said. Conference champ. Automatic bid. Should get an automatic. Yeah. He thinks that that's stupid. Well, I know he does. <laughs> okay. okay. As far as the rule change, I thought for sure you'd go with targeting. Oh, okay. Well, if we're getting we, that, I didn't think we were getting that deep. Oh, I thought yeah. we're, we're We can high. do it all. We're, you're oh, jeez. Oh, oh, I mean, this is another podcast. It, yes, it, absolutely. It is. Targeting is gone. Yeah. Day one. That, okay. That is my first executive order first. if that's I'm the first. commissioner. Okay. For, number one, before anything You know what gone. I could picture? You know, Kurt sitting behind a big oaken desk holding out that big double fold folder and you're you're showing the sign this that you just did with getting rid of the uh targeting okay you know what i mean so when, uh, when presidents do that they, oh okay yeah yeah signing the yeah signing and then, the he, and then you show the camera yes oh god i want to do that you would so be, badly should we, we should just mock that I happening mean, did you <laughs> so do you know the first commissioner of any league was Kennesaw Mountain Landis for Major League Baseball. Do you know this? I did not know that. Nobody knows that. He was a, a, you know, a hard, like a tight-fisted ruler of Major League Baseball. (laughs) Yeah, see, we're going to fix this morning here. That's exactly what he was like. He was was considered, like, he was a total son of a bitch. That would be me. Ruled with an iron fist. Are are you more, would you be more of a son of a bitch than the current Major League Baseball commissioner? Major League Baseball? Yeah. Or football? Are you talking about NFL or are you talking about baseball? I'm talking baseball, right? He's obviously not very high, highly Yeah, thought he's of not highly right. thought of. Yeah. But different topic, really. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Good so job, Levi. I guess, did we resolve that? I I'm think so. I sure. think so. Okay. Moving right along. Chop. Chop! Our, our good buddy, Chop. Will the Big Ten eliminate divisions? Yes, but I'm not as confident now that that's going to be the case as I was just a couple weeks ago. All right, here's my thing: is it, like it, it seemed to be the prevailing sentiment, right? And whatever the mainstream wants, they usually get. So my first thought was, of course, yeah, they're going to. But then, is that just the flavor of the day? Because, I don't know. like you said, it seems to have died off. Maybe, is it just because it's the off season? I don't know. 
But that's what makes it a good question. It's a great question. My guess is Chop's on, on top of stuff. I think he's asking that question because he feels the same thing. Like, it seemed like it was a done bleeping deal, like, a month ago. Yeah, but it'll And fire, now not so much. It'll fire up again. You think? I just think. Put I a think percentage it, on it. Put a percentage on it and when it happens. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, we need, like, an over-under, maybe, on the year. I don't know. Um, I think no. I think... I think common sense will prevail in this one. And they'll keep the divisions. They'll keep the divisions. Interesting. I do. I think so. I'm, I, and I'm, I'm going to go with only a 63% confidence level. I was Okay, I'm 65% in the opposite direction okay. that it will happen, mm. and I would set it at one year from now. Oh, gosh, no. It's going to be longer than that. Yeah, because maybe they'll try to coincide it with the uh, when the change to the, the college football playoff. Yeah, I think so. So I they keep the divisions off. until okay, yeah. all right, okay. The Kingfisher again. Oh, Question crazy, number crazy two. Hey, by the way, boy, this guy love him, love him, crazy, love him, crazy, love him. Don't care who your team is, you need to follow this guy, this crazy bastard. <laughs> I have pictures in my head of what what he actually, who he actually is, and what he does for. It's all, it's all. I know a little it's, bit It's an about enigma him. wrapped in a riddle. He sure is. I'm not going <laughs> to give anything away, but love this guy. Follow the Kingfisher if you can. Nebraska, worst good team or best bad team? Okay, so for this, I decided the last part is the owner of it. So, so worst good team, in this case, that means you're a good team. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Or best bad team, which means you're a bad team. I went with worst good team. I I did as well. I mean, okay. I don't I, but dude, okay. that was a, that team had talent. Right. It, it it had a seasoned quarterback. Um, it moved the ball. It challenged everybody. Right. That, like, but also the coaching wasn't good, and that's no. part of it. So well, that's why that it's a good question. It, it, it's a great question. But you had mentioned enigma. They're not an. They're not just an enigma. They're a conundrum. They're a mystery. They're a riddle. They're yeah. all these things. It's it's tough, but I do still think they were a. If I had to choose, they were a good team. So they're the worst good team. Okay, I think. Yes, that's that's they're the worst good team. Okay. Yeah. yeah. By the way, the new uh, DC Comics movie coming out is the Batman, and the main the main foil is going to be is going to be the Riddler. Oh, okay. Yeah, and there was a tweet that went out that was just something. Yeah. I hope I don't murder it, but it, it was from some random person, but it was. Um, the the Riddler says, "Oh, so you're Batman?" And then Batman says, "I'm the Batman." And Riddler goes, "Oh, Batman, nothing. Riddler, nothing." And then Batman goes, "I went to the Ohio State." Oh man, nice. <laughs> Thought that was funny. Okay, so it's ahead. called the the movie's called the the Batman. The Batman. Uh. They, I mean, what are you gonna do if you just put Batman? It's back to it's the same title as the uh, original 1988 uh, with Michael, yeah Michael Keaton. Michael, so you got to oh. differentiate. So you knew that it was 89, not 88. It's 89. Impressive. Yep. Yeah, I love that. that movie. Oh, my God. Dude, did you? Uh, I, anyway, I loved everything. I, lo- I had the Prince soundtrack, listened to that thing on repeat. Oh, my God. I, I think Party Man is, is great song. That is, a, that is an underrated Prince tune. Totally. Party Man. Yeah. Party Man. Right. Okay, here we go. Huskers, XOs. X's X, and O's. I'm sorry, Huskers, yep. X's and O's. Yep. There are currently seven <laughs> wonders of the world. Wow, this is getting a little deep here. If they were to add an eighth, what would it be, and why would it be Costco? What? Boy, we are not on the same page. No. Here, X's and O's. I bleeping 
hate Costco. Okay, do you know when the hatred begins for the, for your trip to Costco? Before you even pull into the parking lot. Disagree. As you breach the threshold of the parking lot, that's when the suffering begins. Because that parking lot is a nightmare to navigate, right? And, and, and then if you're with your spouse. Oh, God. Don't go there oh, with your spouse. Spot, that spot. That, and they're pointing to the, like, 300 yards away to a spot. That's like, I'm just going to wait here. This guy's pulling out. And what they don't and, and realize. And that guy takes forever to pull out. Oh, oh my God. Do they take forever to pull out? But what, what, what the female gender doesn't realize is if you park further away and just walk, you get there faster than waiting for a good spot. And is exercise that bad? It's not. I don't then think it's Then you get inside. And and, and it's this, oh, well, you know, it's on. like a velvet rope. Stop, stop. Okay. You don't get inside because of the, oh, it's a VIP place. Where's your card? Do you have your card? Like, okay, so say I get inside and I try to check out. I'm not going to be able to check out. Why do you need someone? I have, right. Like you said, it's a velvet rope. Yep. Like it's so exclusive to get into costume. And then, and then there was more questions in there. And like, so talking about the food that you can buy on premise so that the pizza and the hot dogs and stuff i, I don't I, this will probably be my boldest take that i have on this specific podcast i think that shit's all overrated i don't think the hot dogs are, i think the pizza is garbage it's not that i'm talking about that you buy on site now yeah some of the food you get in that store damn it it's amazing like okay hold on the meat's good the meat is phenomenal the only thing i go to costco for is the meat uh, and I understand and then you that. and then there's some a couple things, okay. The meat and the blueberries. I'll be honest with you. The blueberries the, are are they're 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 okay. testicle size, man. I don't know how they do it. They're amazing. <laughs> okay, but then but then okay. Some of their produce is really good because the raspberries are good too, and and like a lot of the lettuce and stuff is good. But then other stuff is garbage. garbage. So you have garbage. to know. You have to know. And and like I loved the uh, uh, um, uh, noodle soup. The chicken noodle soup. I'm just tired of it, and it's just, it's just straight sodium. Like sure. you, you, you have one bowl of that that soup, and okay, you, we're already getting too deep into. Okay. Co- no, no, no. Hold right. on. Okay. I'm, I'm saying we're getting too deep into the store from a physical location. <laughs> so we've gotten past the VIP rope. Now. Yes, we have. Okay. And now it's your impulse buy section. And again, if you're with walk, your spouse, just walk right through that. Shit. Oh, you got to push them. You got to push them. Get out of there. I want that. I want that. I want... And they don't understand that it's all garbage. Everything. Oh, that TV, a 96-inch TV for $500? Yeah, it's because it sucks. That's why it's $500. Keep moving. So then you get to the produce. And so then another thing is they'll they'll bring a product in, and I'm like, oh, this is really good. I love this. And you go back next time, gone. It's only, it's only there for a month. Gone. I mean, if, if there was some uh, – if you believe in string theory – if essentially everything was the same, but you could blink Costco out of existence, I feel like life would be better. I would blink it out in an instant. Instant. I wouldn't even. Here's I've an, already thought about it. Here's another one: the bulk fallacy. Oh, I'm buying in bulk. I'm it is a fallacy. So it is money. a fallacy. Okay, I would like to buy some pretzels. Okay, here's a 50 gallon jug of pretzels. <laughs> I don't think I need 50 gallons. Here's a 25 gallon. I don't think I need that either. Can, do you have a half gallon? Sure, we have a half gallon right over here. There's a case of 12 of them. I just want one. Nope, got to buy the whole case. And then you get you, sick of pretzels. You get sick and of you them. Throw them and out. you throw them out. So then you wind up spending about the same amount of money if you supported a local smaller grocery chain and just got what you wanted. Okay, another one. You get to the checkout line. We only take one kind of credit card. 
And that, like, then I learn what credit card they take. I finally, okay, well, they only take Amex. And the next time, we don't take Amex anymore. Where the hell have you been? It, we stopped doing that three days ago. We only take MasterCard. All right. Well, and again, that's part of the exclusivity. It's not exclusive. There's nothing exclusive about Costco. Okay. Moving <laughs> on. I disagree with you on the pizza. I do like the giant slices. Uh, I would like to get that on the way out. And then, But more exclusivity. The guy on the... On the way out, that like, what does he do? Why do you care? He, we, what? There is no merchandise from the point of me checking out. I can't out. steal anything. What do you? What do you think? I pick something up on the way out? Did what I go it? behind the counter? Punch? And, they, and they, all they do is they take their highlighter and just what? What doesn't look at it? Uh, Why is that guy there? That, I don't know. That always annoyed me. Okay, another one. No bags. Yes, I, I can't bag my groceries. Well, we can go in the back and get boxes for you. No, how about you have bags right bleeping here? Because and, and now that's a marketing ploy because they don't want somebody coming in there and buying a little. That forces you to buy much more. Interesting. Okay, then then after all this is over, the prize you get is you get to go back to that parking lot and pull out. And I'm going to say the last part. Okay, the last part, and this might hurt more for me because wife and two kids. Then you get home and you have to unload yeah. all of that. Like, okay. like the, Mrs. Greek will be like going to Costco, and I'm like, my initial thought is like, oh, thank God, as long as I don't have to be there because I don't go. She knows. She knows. I've I've made a marriage rule. I'm not going to Costco. Yeah, I should have. Then she, but then when she gets home, she's like, she'll literally text me as she's pulling in, pulling in need need you to unload everything. We're talking like seven trips no, up and down the stairs. I know. And I swear to God, she waits until a really good Iowa basketball game is being oh. played until she goes to Costco. Well, she knows better with the football, but then she interrupts the basketball. Yeah. Wow. Whoa, was that our longest time? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I could probably go deeper. If you threw me okay. into Costco right now, I could keep, I could go. Again, it's own podcast. Okay. Yeah. Now, the, we now can't X, X's and O's ask like seven more silly, goofy questions. We yeah. see them. We can't, we can't do them all. But this one I want to touch on. Okay. Paper, toilet paper. Do you, do you put it on, you know, when you put it on the yeah, wall, yeah. on the dispenser, over roll yeah. so it goes over the top yeah. or under roll so it's underneath? I mean, I go over. Okay, thank God. I do go over. But to be honest with you, I really... Podcast continues. But I, okay. Is it the worst thing in the world? Yes, it I, is. If I have to reach three more inches? To, yes, it is. It's the worst thing in the world. I don't think so. I it's mean, the worst it, thing in the world. In, in, I hate it. In the list of things that annoy me in the world, this is probably a... Like it. Don't get me wrong. It's a. It's a. It's a minor annoyance. It's at the bottom of the list for me. Higher up because yeah. I think our roommate situation is different. But okay, continue on. Really? Does it, you think women like the under? Yes. Women. Women like the under. It is a fact in my in my brain. Hmm. Throw us. Throw it out there, listeners. Okay. Alibaba asks, why doesn't national media give Big West credit, Big Ten West credit for its stellar? out-of-conference record, solid crossover record, and good bowl performances year in and year out. This is usually my thing to hit on, right? Yeah. To, to, to complain about? Yeah, you should I'm actually going to be quick with it. Okay. They're lazy. You want to? Okay, read mine. Lazy, laziness. Laziness. It's, it's, it's the person that can't read past the headline. Correct. That's what the national media is. And who they, who they cater to it to. They, they see that there's no national title contender, and they move on. And they also know that certain, uh, like, they know they'll get clicks from Big Ten East people, to be truthful, SEC, whatever. People will be like, oh, I love clicking on an article that shits all over the Big Ten West. So they yeah. just they just, they just just throw the, the, 
easy chitlins out to the to the dog. Good point. Aaron Toy. Here's an Illini fan. Nice. Good. Illini fans really Aaron, represent. Uh, Aaron Toy? Aaron Toy. Definitely not an Illini fan. No? <laughs> Gigantic Hawkeye fan. Oh, I'm thinking of a different toy then. <laughs> yeah, you are. Okay, I'm yep. sorry. Well, forget what I said about the Illini. Aaron Toy, which big or which big coaches, Big Ten coaches, would you ignore the doorbell if they rang? This is good. Yep. Which Big Ten coaches would you ignore the doorbell if they rang? Okay. None. First of all, yeah, the answer is none. No, no, it's just not. I would let them all in, but I'd make sure I directed Beetle and Locks to my sturdiest furniture. <laughs> I got a couple creaky chairs, man. Okay. Um. Okay. I, I like where you went with that. One of those guys is on my list. Locks. Um. So I, the way I took it is, if I had to kick, if if I had to pick somebody, right? That you wouldn't allow it. That I wouldn't allow okay. it. I mean. Look, I've sung PJ Flex for you know praises, but I'm not sure I want him in my house. So I, I may not answer the door on that one. And Loxley's the other one. <laughs> Maybe the best way to answer the question is, after allowing a Big Ten coach in, which one would you be looking at your imaginary watch saying, look, right. look at the time? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay, <laughs> good question there, Aaron Toy, Iowa fan. Captain Bug Eater, Nebraska great, fan. Great, great fan of the pod. Yeah, we love Cap. Great follower. Which Big Ten West team, a lot of Big Ten West material yep. here, yep. not our fault. These are the questions right. we got. Which Big Ten West team has the best 10-year outlook with the ever-changing college football landscape? To look at the future, you look at the past. I mean, I think Wisconsin. So I took a little different turn with it. I took like who's who can change their their fate. Interesting. Okay. And I went with Minnesota. Okay. Because they've got a good head coach, the one that I won't let in my house. Okay, that's a good answer. Can I can I do a, a read the room? This is what I think Captain Bug Eater is getting okay. at. Because I, I, I know Captain to be a, a, a deep thinker, okay? I think what he's getting at is Northwestern not looking good, right? Wisconsin, there's been a couple, you know, cracks. Blip. So he sees an opportunity for Nebraska to, to or Or, or I, I honestly just think most of it comes from, like, like issue like, like cracks in the armor with Wisconsin. Yeah. Northwestern seems to be going cock-a-poo-poo. Iowa's got an old coach. Yeah, good point. There, there's there, there's, oppor- there's opportunity here. And, and and then who seizes it So or or who fights through those, which three of those three teams fight through. I'm just saying, if you look deeper underneath the surface, it's an even better question than it is, and it's a good question on the surface as well. That reinforces my answer. I'm going Minnesota. Minnesota's good. Mine, honestly, would be Wisconsin or Iowa. Now – Nebraska has the best chance to to have the next 10 years look much better than the past 10. I think that's probably true, yes. But, brother, I got to see it first. I mean, I, I got I to see two straight eight-win or more seasons. Mm-hmm. And then, then, then they could be the answer. Okay, moving right along. Clutch Sports Huskers asks, expectations for Northwestern this season? I mean, it kind of falls right back with the last question, right? So no Hankwitz. We saw what that looks like. Their defense took a huge step back. They didn't have a quarterback last year. They still don't have a quarterback going in next year. They don't have big playmakers. They have Evan Hall. They do have Evan Hall. But we also missed that wizardry last year. What's happening here? I don't know, man. I I, I mean, me and you have talked offline. 
we are trying to sift through our what our our brain is telling us and what our scars are telling us. We've talked about this in mm-hmm. the past. My brain is telling us dark days are ahead for Northwestern. I I, I hate to say it because I don't want to get struck down by the college football gods, but I agree with you. I've just and, besmirched the gods. And the so my answer is uh, not good for this season. I think so. Mostly because I, I don't know who's going to play quarterback for them, which is a pretty important part of the position of the sport of college football. Okay, let's let me give you a scenario. The defense gets back to where the defense normally yes. is. I would expect them at least to travel in that direction, but yep. maybe not all the way. But let's say they get back to playing better defense, and they have a really good Evan Hall running game. I thought you were going to go, they get back to playing better defense and have just a competent quarterback. They could go 9-3. <laughs> I mean, okay, so throw a competent quarterback in there. Yeah, 9-3. I, I thought that's where you are going. No, I was just saying, good running game, good yeah. defense. That, that'll take you okay, a long But way. to answer the question, expectations for Northwestern this season. By the way, he put out... They weren't competitive, completely shocking, which is, that's yeah. the truth. Well, yeah. It was completely shocking. They, but they were, were not competitive in 2019. No. My expectation is it looks better than last year. I think so. It has but, to. But not great. No, I not great, Bob. I think I agree. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get struck down here. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. I, so I did find this out. So this was another question, I believe, by Dick Fitzwell. I think okay. was who will start at quarterback for Wisconsin if it's Mertz? Why? I've got uh, a couple answers yeah. here. So you or me? So, uh, uh, let me go first. Okay. I think I think it's going to be Mertz. And the my biggest the biggest one that pops in my head is the sunk cost fallacy. Are you familiar with this? You've invested so much into something, you know it's not going to work, but you, you you're going to go with it anyway. Wow, that's good. That's deep. Do you think that's a possibility? That's definitely a part of it. The other possibility is you look at the quarterback. That, that was mine. That's Chase Wolf. Chase Wolf has been awful. Vandenboom. Gone. And then they got a gone. Couple, oh, he's gone. And then a couple couple freshmen. He's. I don't know if he's gone. He's in the TP. Oh, he's in the TP. So okay. basically, your chances, your 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 options are Chase Wolf. Huh? Hey, oh, that's pretty good. I like that. And two young guys that haven't fired a shot. It's got to be Mertz. It's Mertz. Yeah. Yep. But you like the sunk cost. That was good. Oh, good. That was good. We both pulled out two good ones. Pretty right? deep with yeah. that one. Good. Okay, another one from Dick Fitzwell. Boy, he's made a few appearances here, hasn't he? Yep. Do you think it's, this... it's fitting well? <laughs> it is fitting well. Yes. Do you think the success or failure of one or more teams at a school can impact the other teams at that school? So different sports is what he. Yeah, That's I think he says have. like you have a good football team, so does your basketball team benefit? So from my time at Iowa, no. Like okay. I, you're so engulfed in your world that that's all you think about. And, and, and I think if you talk to a lot of athletes at schools, maybe it's changed now because kids are nicer now. I think kids are nicer now. I felt that us as a football team had a bit of a competitiveness uh-huh. versus the, the basketball team. And uh-huh. a little bit with the wrestlers, like uh-huh. we deserve to be the most important guys on campus. So there's almost a point where you could probably ask a football player and his choice, if he had a choice, it would be the football team goes 11 and one and the basketball team goes eight and 24 because screw you, we're the the shit. Okay, I like where you're going with that, but I'm going to disagree with you because I think success in one brings attention to the school. So then people want to go there. So let's say 
uh, Alabama, for instance, wins the national championship, enrollment goes up. The requirements to for SAT, uh, you know, where you finish in your class go up. So everyone, they have more more applicants, right? I think the same thing probably with sports. For instance, you got Michigan, who's been historically good at football, right? And pretty much at basketball, too. But they're good at all sports. They're considered across the, all of Big Ten history to be the best baseball program. They've got a great cross-country team. They do it in track. They do it. I mean, I, that's got a, you know, high tide raises all boats feel to it. But but then is it just because the university dedicates themselves to winning? Is it the, the other program bringing them up? Or is it just the athletic department saying we're dedicated to winning? And I have to bring up, you know, Mr. Fitzwell is a Nebraska fan. Football and men's basketball, both not doing good right now. So I wonder if that's the basis of the question. But I'll just say this. Nebraska football don't need Nebraska basketball (laughs) to do well to help them pull out. So my answer is still no, but you bring up, you prose many good, many good situations right there. I'll give you a couple other examples here. Indiana University. Look back at when they were a national powerhouse in basketball. Do you know they were also a national powerhouse in soccer? Did you know they were also a national powerhouse in swimming and diving? Of all places, like, why would you, the middle of the country, really good point. Bloomington, Indiana. I but, focused everything on on football, basketball, and a little bit with wrestling. So I, I went all sports. You did. Another yeah. one's Penn State, like traditionally great at football, but they're also great at wrestling. They're also great at volleyball. It's a good point. I don't know. It's a good question. Can we? I mean, can I? Can I do one that we maybe skipped over real quick? Please. Back to clutch sports, Huskers. With the amount of coaching changes Nebraska made, do you believe an underwhelming season, record-wise, would be the end of the Scott Frost era? I did skip over that. So, okay, I'm torn on this one. Me too. Because you just started over essentially, at least offensively. So you only get one year to prove yourself after after being basically told. Is to that the over? true genius of what Scott Frost just did? Or did, did Scott Frost do it? Or did uh, Trev Alberts Both did it. Both did it. So, I'm, but but then, the flip side of that is, Shiano made it look better right away. Bielema made it look better right away. If you're really a good coach. Now, the funny thing is, Scott Frost made it look better right away. I mean, things look better in 2018. It's It's been since then. Yeah, good point. So, I, I, so the answers, or the, the question is, you know, do you believe an underwhelming season record-wise will be the end of the Scott Frost era? If I if I have to give a yes or no answer, I would say yes, it would be the end. I think so. But it depends on what it looks like. Right. So I also thought if he like if you had told me preseason they'd go three and nine, he's gone. But it was a pretty good looking three and nine, right? I think three and nine he's gone. Oh, I think, I think so. four and eight he's gone. I, I think, think so. I think five, five and seven. seven. If it's a five and seven where they win four of their last six, which by the way is weird because the first part of their schedule is much is very agreeable, so I don't see it happening like mm, that. Right, right. It's a complicated. It's a complicated question because I tell you what. I I mean we'll we'll move on, but I'm reading more. You know, I read about all Big Ten teams all season long. I I have an athletics subscription. I I go on a lot of websites. There's a lot of moving parts with the offense right now. There's a lot to figure out. Especially the cool whip. Yes. Okay, moving along. Jordan Eggleston, our guy. Michigan fan, yep. our guy. Players you are hoping or expecting to make a huge leap this year. 
Jordan. So Jordan predicted uh, for Michigan DJ Turner. He did, and he predicted him to be DB one in the Big Ten. Right. I would like to kindly rec- recommend to him that DB one is actually back in the Big Ten. He he he's Riley Moss. He actually won the Big Ten Touché. defensive back Touché. of the year, and he's playing again. So I think he's still DB one. My actually my Michigan pick is Andrell Anthony, wide receiver. I like exploded. That one. Uh, but I would shy then back towards Jordan because Jordan doesn't even know if he's going to have a lot of available catches because of, and Jordan knows the stuff. So he, he might not even crack the two deep is what his point is trying mm. to say. There's a lot of, there's it's, it's an interesting take deeper thing there. Um, so I got two, I got two. Okay. Ready? Okay. So there's a, there's a parameter here, right? Obviously it's, it's somebody that's not excelling currently. Right. Uh, but yet I wouldn't necessarily say a freshman. I think it's more of a, Guy that had a part role that explodes. Okay. okay. I got the perfect guy. Wisconsin inside linebacker, Jordan Turner. Wow. Okay. Trust me on this one. He has flashed in his limited time. The two big dogs have left Wisconsin. Do Wisconsin inside linebackers typically have productive years? I don't know. I haven't noticed that so much in the past. <laughs> There's my choice right there. And if you want a Big Ten East flair, this one... I'm kind of cheating because he's already kind of broke out, but I would say Parker Washington. Well, yeah, I was thinking about Parker Washington. It's a okay. good answer. I, I think that's going to be my East answer. My West answer, with the cool whip offense, I'm going Alante Brown. Okay. The, 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 the thought process with a cool whip offense is there is one main receiver, and Alante Brown is getting looks. Yeah. Yep. Apparently they love him, by the way. Apparently they do. The staff. Okay, moving on. John Alden. Where should Indiana fans ex- uh, set expectations right now? And what is considered success this year? John Alden uh, of the Jim Coyle radio fame. Just to want to make sure I throw that out there. Uh, great, great. Uh, uh, I, I spend time with them. They are fantastic. So I, 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 I pre-warned John about this answer. And uh, my answer is uh, I, don't, I don't feel good about next year and moving forward for the Indiana Hoosiers football. Well, not great, Bob, right now, but here's my here's here, here's what I have written down. Reset it back to let's just try to make a bowl again. That's where you need to be. Yes. It's almost it's almost like you're starting over like TA just started this year. I would reset it as anything over 4 and 8, I would feel dang good about. Okay. Yeah. 5 5 and 7 were they just miss beating one of those opponents that would have got him to six and six. I would feel good about that. I would too. But the, the thing by is, the way, no fan base is ever going to feel good about five and seven, but that's what I would go into the season feeling. The offensive line was such crap. And so was the quarterback. And so was the and wide the, receivers. And, so and, was, and, and the quarterback's young. You're starting over. You've got a kind of a different skill set with Donovan McCulley. Do we know if it's Donovan McCulley for I sure? No, no, we don't. We got a Missouri transfer. We we got Jack oh, I'm Tuttle. Sorry, that's right. We uh, got a Jack. We got Jack Tuttle that's still around. Ba- yeah, Basilak. Yeah, but we that's don't encouraging. It, it, it is somewhat encouraging, but Basilak wasn't. I mean, he wasn't. I know. He wasn't. You know, walking on water in Missouri. I don't know. I don't feel good, but to add, to like my expectations because you got to set expectations a little bit high. That's why they're called expectations. Yep. Six and six is the answer. And here's one more thing I want to see. There's a little more team chemistry. Let's Boy. get back to that Leo. Yeah, because there wasn't a lot of love. There wasn't a lot of Leo yeah. last year. Okay, Crappie Hunter 31. If you could go to any stadium to watch a game, 
Where would it be and why? And it does not have to be Big Ten. Can I go first? Yeah. Okay. I've spent a lot of times and a lot. So obviously I love Kinnick, but I've been to Kinnick well over 100 times. I've been to Madison a lot. I've been to the bank here in town a lot. So I took some of those off because I've, sure. I've just been there. The two that I have not spent any time in are the Woodshed, Michigan State, and honestly, Beaver Stadium. Never, never been to Penn State. Yeah. So those would be my two top Big Ten uh, stadiums that I haven't been to. Okay. In the Big Ten, I would go wide out at Penn State. Oh, if you give me wide out at Penn State, that moves to the top. Yeah. But a good – I just feel like if you go to a night game in the, in, in the woodshed in Spartan Stadium, I feel like the blood alcohol level in that stadium is off the charts. Oh, it's, yes. So it's, Absolutely. So it catch me on the right mood. I might say the woodshed. Okay. National – I, I kind of wonder if we'll have the same. Do you have a national one? Uh, I've got my number one, yeah. You do? Okay. Yeah. I, I think there's a chance it's going to be. Army-Navy. Oh, wow. Okay. So okay. it's not a stadium. It's a game. It's a game. Okay. But I that's that's my number one bucket list. All right. I, I, I went stadium and stadium experience. I, I went Lane Stadium. Virginia, oh, Virginia Tech. That would be Enter fun. Sandman. So, okay. So if I'm, if I'm doing an equivalent, <laughs> historically it's LSU. I always wanted to go to an LSU game. But then I went to a game against LSU, and I don't quite have... But the, from f- a, the, the fans did not rub you the right way. No, they did not. But from a visual, not so much the experience. I get what you're saying with the experience. But from a visual standpoint, there's two stadiums. Colorado and Boulder. Yeah. And I don't know why, but Georgia Tech, Bobby Dodd Stadium, huh. always stuck out to me on TV. It just looked like such a, a cool stadium to see a game. Interesting. Those Never are, thought about the Rose Bowl? So that's on my list. So... Yes. The I've Ro- been there. I've been there. So, so I've never been to Rose Bowl. Okay. That's on my list. A couple other ones. The game, Harvard versus Yale. The rivalry, Lehigh versus Lafayette. Okay. So I'd you're going You're going experience. Yeah. I'm trying to. I'm doing both. It. I'm yeah. kind of straddling both sides of the fence here. Okay. All right. Those are good answers. Did we complete the question? I there? think we completed the question. Okay. Moving right along. The real Twinum. If the Big Ten expanded to 16 teams, what two schools are you adding? I tell you what, I struggled with this, man. This is tough. It was tough for you, too. Okay, so I'm going under the assumption that like current situations matter in that we're not getting Texas and Oklahoma. Right. They're already in the SEC. Is that fair? And Yeah. Because that, that would be my choice, which, by the way, makes sense why the SEC went and got them because that's who everybody's choice would be. Yeah. Okay. Right. So they're off, right? Gone. Okay. Off the table. Uh, he, by the way, uh, the real twin threw out Missouri and Colorado. Yep. Okay. Correct. Now, what's interesting about that is how would Illinois and Nebraska fans feel about Missouri and Colorado coming in? I mean, I so I would like it. Okay. Honestly, I don't think Nebraska fans would because I hate Mizzou with a passion, and that would only stoke the fire. Okay. The question is, who hates each other more, Mizzou, Illinois, or Colorado, Nebraska? Colorado, Nebraska. Okay. Nebraska fans are screaming into their car speakers right now. Nebraska, Colorado, Nebraska. Because the the hatred with Illinois fans and Mizzou fans is mostly on the basketball side. Okay. Okay. I well, mean, it's mostly on the football side, obviously, for Colorado. Right. Nebraska. Football means more. It does. Saying. Okay. All right. So, so, but do you think, in a, you know, in a weird way, Nebraska and Illinois fans would then welcome it because. Old hate feels comfortable. I mean, hate's fun. It is. Isn't it? <laughs> it is. 
It's a, I mean, he threw out two good ones is what I'm trying to say. He threw out, he threw out two great and ones. When I first read it, I'm like, eh. And then I thought about it and I'm like, so, so I went, I actually was close. I went Notre Dame and Missouri. Okay. That's great. The, the, those are my two as well. Shut up. No. So all the available teams that we wound up on so the same one. I listed Notre Dame. I listed, I threw ISU in there, Mizzou, <laughs> West Virginia, Pitt. And this is a weird one. But Georgia Tech would make a lot yeah, of sense. Georgia Tech does not. But they're not going to do that. No. And then CU. But of all of those, I would go Notre Dame and Mizzou. And and the reasons I went with the, the reasons I went with Notre Dame. And by the way, catch me on the right day. Notre Dame is the last team <laughs> that I want in the big. It, it depends on when you catch me. But getting, I mean, first of all, they're right in Indiana. My God, they're you know right by Purdue in Indiana. So well, so I'm also thinking about footprint. Like I just. It, footprint practical. matters. Footprint matters to me. It's I, I definitely brought footprint into this. So that's where, but th- so then you bring in Notre Dame. I don't want to bring in two powerhouses. No. So give me somebody I can beat up on football, Missouri. Yeah. Illinois can't beat up on them in football either, but whatever. We <laughs> All can, right. We'll be doing basketball. Okay. Moving on. Jordan, another okay, question. These from- are, these, this is our final kick here. These are our last two. Yeah. We got two yep. left. So yep. Jordan Eggleston, again, Michigan fan. Who wins a Big Ten? WWF Royal Rumble. Okay. Now, Royal Rumble means all the coaches get thrown into... Is it simultaneous? Damn right. Okay. That, okay. So, so that changes be... my answer a little it bit. It does? Yeah. Okay. So I started... You want me to jump in here? Yeah, you, you start in this one. So obviously, it's a combination of, of age, yes. size, and yeah. strategy. You got to bring all those in. Uh, strategy matters, but also endurance. I'm throwing endurance in there, Which too. would be, yeah, part of the strategy. Because you could literally stay out of the fray and right. let the big right. boys go at each other, and then you have enough energy at the end. So, okay, Beetle and Locks, both big boys, right? They're, but they're going to get gassed. They're going to get gassed immediately. But they're here's done. my question. Who's going to throw them out of the ring? So do you have to get literally tossed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to get them out, man? Okay, I, so there will be alliances to get them out. I, I think alliances have to be formed. I'm confident they will get tossed. Because I think they're head coaches and they strategize, right? Once the bell rings, I think there's just, it's like, it would be like Survivor. Which, by yes. the way, by the way, my cousin's uh, wife won Survivor. Oh, no kidding. That's a true, that's a true fact. Okay. It, it would be like... Survive the entire season of Survivor, put down into like forty-five minutes. Okay, so I only watched one season of Survivor because I knew a guy on there. Okay, and he, he got jettisoned because he he became too political. He was trying. He was making too too many, much. Too yeah, much. He went too too far in on the the politics. Part of the strategy, right? So my guess is, all of a sudden, very quickly, a lot of the coaches would be like, "Listen, let's just get Beetle and Locks out of here." So so even though they're they're big boys. Because of that, they would be a target right from the get-go. Yeah. So I don't think they would do well. No, I agree. Khaki Pants has got the crazy factor. He's 58. Yeah, he's too old. 58, he's too right? Old. He's okay. too old. All right. Uh, I mean, Ference is out. He's too, too old. old. And, and Shiano. Shiano's out. Right? Too old, yeah. Okay, can, but I have a point here. It's, I think Shiano and Ference will put up more of a fight. They are... No doubt. They're in good shape. Well, they're they're both in good shape. They're yeah, both they, in good shape. They put up a, a better fight than you'd expect, but yes. still, they, there's no way they're hanging with Agreed. some of these youngsters. Agree. Now, PJ and James Franklin... Okay. Okay. Smaller dudes in stature, but it's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. Okay. Don't They got a lot of fight in the dog. PJ is one of my dark horses. He here. is. Okay. He's I don't even know if he's a dark horse. I just think he's a horse. He's cagey. That guy's going to stick around. Which, which makes sense because they're in a cage here. 
<laughs> but is it a cage? Is no, it a it's cage not a cage. Yeah, it's not a cage, cage match. That's a cage match. Okay. So I think Harbaugh out. Okay. Yeah. So here's who we got left. We haven't talked about Ryan Day. Yeah. He's a little too pretty. Too much hair. I, I think Ryan Day, am I getting some hot water for Ohio State fans? I think Ryan Day would just be like, oh, throw me out. I think so. Because he's like, I got shit to do. Right. It's strategic. Okay. Strategery. His strategy would be like, I don't I don't care. Okay, so the quaff is out. Gone. Even though he's forty only forty three. He's ha- the he's the second youngest coach in here. Okay, he's he's gone. Doesn't matter. Okay. Chris falls in the same boat as Bealum unlocks, right? Big boy. And Get plus gas. He's, he's like, I don't want to be doing this. No. He's, no. He, his interest level is going to be so yeah. low. So he's gone. Yeah. Okay. So I got a we, final four. So I've got Scott Frost. I've got Fitzy. I've got PJ. We haven't mentioned Brom. We haven't mentioned Tom Allen yet. Okay. That's five. Okay. And then Mel Tucker's still there too. So All right. Six. So I've got a final four. Okay. Okay. I've got a final four of Frost, 47 years old. Pat Fitzgerald, 48. Mel Tucker just turned 50. Jeff Brom, 51. Okay. PJ, I think they all turned on him. <laughs> I think five coaches pick him up and throw him out. Boy, he could I, hadn't, be, I hadn't thought about that. That's the strategy. Man, I hadn't thought he's, about that. He's in shape. He's quick. But, but can they catch him? They'll catch him. Okay. They're going to quarter him. It's a small ring. He's So that's PJ's biggest thing. God, I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, it's part of the strategy. Wow, he's gone. Good okay. job. So I got final four, Frost, Fitzgerald, Mel Tucker. Then I got a final two. Okay. Wait, Frost, Fitzgerald, Tucker, and who was the other one? Jeff Brown. Jeff Brown. So I, you I, think T.A. is gone. He's gotten jettisoned. Oh, Tommy before. Allen. We forgot. Tommy Allen. 52. Yeah, I think amongst those, he's going to go. So yeah. I agree with he you. He might even have a PJ to him where they're like, Yeah, hey. he might. He might. Yeah. But he does He does have that mental instability that I'm still not he could. sure about. You know, you know who might just physically throw him on himself? Scott Frost. Huh. Okay. Okay, so we're down to Scott Frost, Fitzy, PJ, and Tucker, right? No, I've got oh, Scott Brown Frost, and, Pat Fitzgerald, Mel Tucker, and Jeff Brown. See, Jeff but- Brown, have you seen the video from when he played – when he played football, when he like finished a game after he got like his nose yeah, broke or something, I don't. Think he, he is a tough sob. Mm. Tough sob. I of those, I think I put him last. Really? Because I got a final two. My, mm, let me think about this. Let me. I'll just finish this. and then you go. Go ahead. My final two is Fitzy and Brom. Hmm. But okay. But ultimately, a battle between a linebacker and a quarterback. So I got Pat Fitzgerald winning winning the battle royale. Okay, I know. I, I see what you're saying there, but to me, Scott Frost is by far the most fit person here, and he's a tough son is of he, a bitch too. Is he, he by by far more fit than Pat Fitzgerald? Yes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And he. Played, but you're gonna, you're gonna take you're gonna take a quarterback over a linebacker. He played co- defense in the NFL. Okay. He was a safety. Once a quarterback, always a quarterback. I'm going with Scott Frost. I'm going Pat Fitzgerald. Wow. Yeah. This is. This but we was... did come down to the final two. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, I no, I had so. I had Brom. I had Brom and Fitzy. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, it was either it was either Fitzy and Brom or Fitzy and Frost. My final two is Fitzy and Frost. That's probably the correct final two. But I, man, Brom is a is a tough sob. Oh, I know. I know. But so it, I so I was like, not... I can't have two quarterbacks in there. I can't have Brom and Frost. No. So like. I, I think Brom is I think Brom is that tough. Yeah. And anyway, that okay. was a fun exercise. That was fun. okay. Last one. We so we started with a B R Y A N. Yeah. And we're ending with a B R Y A N. There we go. Okay, besides your team's head coach, what head coach would you most want to A 
have a glass of wine with, B, have a beer with, C, have a glass of Amador whiskey with. How about for the first answer for this, we let Dustin Shooty answer oh. because Dustin Shooty loved this question and wanted in on it. Obviously, Dustin Shooty is a, is a high-ranking friend of the podcast, so we'll bring him in, right? Please. How about I just read it right from the screen? Is that good? Please. Yes! That was his answer. Do you want to do it? Nice. You know, we asked him, would you, would you want to be a part of this? Yes! Okay, that's the first thing. Wine. PJ Fleck. He's probably as close to a sommelier as you'll get in coaching, thanks to Heather. Okay, I hadn't thought about <laughs> that. I, th- I, had a thought. I don't... I, my guess is he doesn't drink. No, I think he drinks. Really? Okay. I, and actually, there's some friends of ours that saw him on vacation. He was sucking down margaritas. Okay. All right. I guess I'm wrong. Yep. Beer. Brett Bulma. Isn't it obvious? <laughs> but, okay. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Amador. Mel Tucker. First, I want to see if Tuck gets drunk enough where he lights a cigar with $100 because of that new contract. <laughs> second, I think the stories would spill out after the second pour. That's pretty answer. good. That's pretty good. Thanks, DS. I went a little different. I went okay. glass of wine. I'm not a big wine drinker, but like I'm just thinking of a mellow night. But smoking cigars, I went Mel Tucker with the wine. That's who you went with. Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah. For my have a glass of wine with, I, dude. I thought it was obvious. I thought we'd have the same answer. I, I went with Ryan Day. Does he I mean, I not about... seem like if you go out with a couple coaches, they would go to like. You know, like a, a an American style, just let's have a burger and whatever. I feel like Ryan Day would, like, he knows wine. It would be my guess. I don't know. He knows how to pair things. Does he not look slick and knows how to pair things? I mean, he looks slick. I just, I think I trust Mel Tucker to pair things for me better. Than Interesting. Me. Yeah. Okay, for beer, I I love the Bielema answer, and I thought about Bielema. But I went with locks, and here's why. Because there's there's three different things here. You got wine, beer, a glass of Amador, right? Which one of these is getting crazy? The beer is getting crazy. Locks. I want to go out with locks. I mean, things are gonna happen. Hopefully, there's not a whole lot of cameras around. We're gonna have some fun. Well, he's got a beer belly. We know that much. Yeah. I just don't. I don't. I don't peg him as a beer drinker. He may not be, but he'll be drinking beer that night, and we're going to have some stories. You're going to gonna have fun. Yeah. That much I know. Listen, I, I and actually in that question, we weren't allowed to pick our coaches. I, I'm assuming that rule. I'm taking Kirk Ferentz as my beer drinker. He is a – I know I, I don't what know for he, it. What does he drink? St. Pauli Girl. St. Pauli Girl. Which is a phenomenal beer. Mm. It's a great beer. Eh. Okay. A little skunky. It is. I do. I love skunky beer. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Yeah. That's, you know, that's an off flavor, by the way. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying overtly skunky, but I like, yeah, like when I crack open a beer and I go, get a little whiff. Like, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I love, that's Pilsners. Well, not all Pilsners. Well, not you, all. You know, I'd say your, your boy Urkel has got, that's got some skunkiness to it. A, a little bit. It's a bit. green bottle. Typically skunky beers are in green well, bottles. Well, that's the thing. The brown bottle blocks out the UV light. Yeah. The green does not. So I, that it I like creates it. a sulfur Correct. component. Okay, so have a glass of Amador with. This is the most important one, right? I've already answered this one yeah. a few years ago. Well, tell me, you what, you save it because I'm, Go. I'm going to be redundant here. I've also got Mel Tucker. So DS took a, stole a little bit of my fire, okay. but we know Mel Tucker loves a cigar. Hardly anything goes better with a cigar than a nice, perfectly balanced bourbon. I'll be honest with you. That's, so I'm going to go Mel Tucker. That's the right answer. Is Mel Tucker? Yeah. For for the bourbon. Right. So it is. 
So we're three for three but with I Mel Tucker. But I don't care. Okay. Because I'm going with Jeff Brown. Because I think, I've, I don't know why. but Spent I time in Louisville. There you go. He's from Louisville. So I think he's a bourbon drinker. I'm a bourbon drinker. And also he's got like it's a, a good similar. Answer. Hold on. He's got a similar disposition to me. He's surly. He's kind of an asshole. So I think we get along. And I just, I would love to pick his brain on how he does the things offensively that he does. Hmm. Oh, I didn't even think about the the conversation oh, we're that would come about. We're two or three deep, and then we're going to start talking scheme, baby. That yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. That's a good answer. The the Louisville, Louisville. background Louisville. is fantastic. Yeah. All right, we went a little long, right? But damn, know, that was did fun. We? Did we? Let's see, we went. Uh, yeah. Oh dear lord, we went long. Remember, I, I screwed us before. I'm like, we have an innate sense on when to wrap this stuff up. Yeah. Costco killed us, man. That was. <laughs> I, that's not our fault. He should have never asked that question. <laughs> we got duped by like literally three questions is what put it out. I hope you guys had fun as we had fun. Yeah. All right. I'm Jeffrey the Greek. I'm Big Kurt. This has been the Eyes on Big Podcast. We'll talk to you soon.